what's up everyone this is another episode of the triple option report podcast and today uh this won't be a long episode but i just want to focus on two things one uh the running back situation in the nfl so like apparently like austin Eckler, running back for the uh san diego well now the la chargers still used to call them the san diego chargers jeez but yeah like like he had a Zoom meeting with uh, a lot of the top star running backs recently. It was a Christian McCaffrey, uh, Najee Harris, J.K. Dobbins, Nick Shubb, Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Aaron Jones, Tony Pollard, and Joe Mixon. And Dalvin Cook was supposed to be there, but he was busy coming back from like a football camp for like kids. So he couldn't get there. But yeah, like pretty much... The meeting was uh about just what was going on with with, with uh the NFL with their relationship with with uh their owners, like it was a it was a running back Zoom call, uh yeah they it was they were discussing like the idea of exaggerating injuries when locked in contract standoffs with their teams among other things, because they're not getting paid properly, and, and it, along with other stuff like, it is it's also just the whole thing that a lot of running backs recently have been getting released or cut or have not been getting contracts at the level of other positions and and i it is not it's rather a sad situation honestly like owners at the end of the day is a capitalistic system and the nfl is no different and unfortunately with sports as i've talked about in early episodes in general is no different so like Owners are going to think about the bottom line and the best way to win and also save money. And I guess they're thinking that, I guess evidence that like the last few Super Bowl winners haven't really had bell cow running backs like that. It's me just been running back by committee and stuff like that. So they're thinking like, okay, so running backs are less valuable than they used to. And it's not just that. It's even like how the NFL has played. Like it's very quarterback friendly these last few years. A lot more passing than ever before across the board. So I guess they're thinking like we can put more value in our quarterbacks and our receivers than we do our running backs. But I don't know. I'm just not a fan of that. You never know what can happen. Everything is cyclable, right? Look at college football. College football in in, in the past, uh, like they used to be more... In the last few years, it was looking like it was becoming really, really quarterback and receiver heavy. Like, especially around, like, I'd say 2017 to 2020, it was super quarterback and receiver heavy. Like, the the 2020 Alabama team, the 2019 LSU team, it was they were just throwing the ball at will. And, like, any team that focused even, like, slightly more towards the run wasn't going to win anything those last few years, right? And then something happened out of nowhere in 2021. Uh, a lot of the top teams, teams like Michigan and UCLA and uh, Ole Miss and 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 uh, a lot of other teams started focusing more on the run, and they really succeeded. A lot more of your top teams are starting to focus more on the run recently. Georgia's another one. Like like I looked at uh, the playoffs. TCU, yes, they had a very good quarterback, but they're all, a great one. But he could run the ball a lot, and they had a, a, like a whole bunch of good running backs. Michigan obviously had phenomenal elite running backs. Uh, uh, Georgia, 
a really good running back game. Uh, yeah, like like even Ohio State, yeah, they pass the ball a lot, but they do have like all conference caliber running backs. One of the best running back uh, groups in the country last year. So, like even with that, a lot of teams are are uh, focusing more on the run recently, and in college football, after years of focusing expl- like ex- like just straight up almost entirely on the pass, it started to get to a point like that. But now you can get back to like doing a whole three yards of cloud dust. So maybe it goes back to that NFL. Everything's in a cycle, right? So I don't know if like throwing away running backs is the right deal. You know, you never know what could happen. Look at the 49ers. The 49ers kind of like Brock Purdy's not a bad quarterback. But let's be honest here. The strength is in that that, that running game, right? McCaffrey and, and Debo Samuel is like a receiver, but he can be a running back. He's like a hybrid. But it's like, like that's the strength in their offense is the old line in the running game. So, like, like it, look at the Eagles. <laughs> like, the, the Eagles, like, look at them. Uh, Hurts is a great, I mean, he's a good, he's a really good quarterback. He's one of the best in, in, in the NFC, definitely. He's top tier. But, like, a lot of that was the running game. The old line was strong. He, uh, 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 Jalen Hurts was a, a really good running quarterback. That quarterback sneak was almost unstoppable. Like, it was, like, no one could stop it. So, like, having, uh, uh, like, going away from the run doesn't really, I don't know. Like, I guess they're thinking, like, running backs get hurt a lot and their bodies get broken down. So, quarterbacks are running more and receivers, can you can use them as running backs more. But still, you never know what can happen. Even with a Derrick Henry, right? Like, okay, the Titans didn't win. Derrick Henry is not the reason why the Titans didn't win or aren't winning as much as they should. The reason why the Titans aren't winning as much as they should is because their quarterback kind of regressed last year. Uh, they lost their top receiver because their front office, I don't know what they're doing last year. And their defense fell off a cliff last year, or last two years. That's the reason why the Titans aren't winning what they should, not Derrick Henry. In fact, I think Derrick Henry is kind of keeping them from being a lot worse than what they actually are. So, like, you never know what could happen. And there's a great array of running backs in college right now that are about to head to the NFL these next two to three years. Like a really strong array. Like, yeah, you might not have had good running back classes recently, but you're about to get a whole another level of them. And like, I feel like also the reason why the past running back class started to break down more, like Todd Gurley and Ezekiel Elliott, I think it's more of just the front office and coaches not knowing how to utilize them right. I feel like they'd be used a lot better now. So I, again, it, the the sheep like I'm not a fan of, of them thinking about just like throwing away running backs or like not giving them their fair amount. And yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Or releasing them like that when they still have value to a certain extent. You never know. Like, and especially not the whole Jonathan Taylor situation. That's just a mess. Like uh uh. Uh, Jim Irsay, I have no idea what he was thinking with that comment. So, like, Jim Irsay said, if I die tonight and Jonathan Taylor is out of the league, no one's going to miss us. The league goes on. It doesn't matter when, who comes and who goes. What the heck type of comment is that? First off, so you're just saying that your players, you don't care about your player. He's just a, another uh, 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 cog in a machine. Pretty much. 
And also you're saying that yourself, you're just another cognitive machine when you're not, you're an owner. So either A, you're just straight up BSing and lying to him, or B, as an owner, it's a concerning lack of confidence in yourself that you think of yourself as just another cognitive machine. So, yeah, like that, that's not ideal. And if Jonathan Taylor probably should, no, like I hope he does get traded. Like seriously, because what type of situation is that? And this is not something that's like uncommon with Jim Irsay, unfortunately. Like, uh, this is the same guy who who uh, franchise tagged Peyton Manning twice and let Andrew Luck just get broken down because he never got a better offensive line for him. And that's his quarterbacks. So, yeah. And we already know, Ursay is an interesting character, to say the least. But, like, maybe, hopefully, like, this whole situation is just a group of bad GMs or GMs doing questionable decisions and not, like, a league-wide thing. Like I said, like, you never know what could happen. You don't know what's around the horizon. There's a really good crop of running backs in college right now that are going to kill it in, 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 in the NFL, I think. So, like, like, uh... And a lot of them, I don't think, are going to have injury problems because it's not like they're bell cows. They're being used properly in college. They're they're using them in, like, committees, right? Like, Coram isn't going to run. Like, I think he's fine. That was kind of a freak accident because this year, it's going to be him and Dovin Edwards and maybe some other guys. Georgia's running backs, they use them all by committee, and they're all very good. Uh, Ohio State is not just Trayvon Henderson. There are other guys there, too. Like, all these players, even, like, some guys who seem like bell cows because they're the only ones being used like that, like, what, a Southern Miss with Frank Gore Jr., they use them in different ways. Receiving and all that, like, it's not just running it down the middle. Yeah, they do it sort of like run, run, run the ball in college, but it's in a different, more advanced way. So, hopefully, they, they pay these running backs right. Because... You need running games still. You can't just rely on passing. Like I talked about earlier in the episode, like the 49ers and the Eagles, the Eagles aren't in this situation without their running back. And like, but even like how the Eagles do it, it, it that's the right way to do it, right? It's not just like, I, I think these GMs are getting it the wrong way. They think, oh, automatically just get a running back by committee. Don't get like good, like top end running back to pay them. Nah, we can get any running back and do this. No, no. A lot of those guys that they have are good running backs. They just use them properly. They don't run them into the ground. And they'll, they'll hopefully they pay them right. Because those are the guys who are really the bread and butter of that offense. The backbone of the offense. Look at McCaffrey and the 49ers. Like, and him and Debo Samuel. They, they, the 49ers have been doing this for the last six years now at this point almost. Like, they, they use a committee style, but they're all good running backs. Who by themselves would be high paying that's what they're doing same with the eagles uh which is what they're doing in college like michigan yeah corn ran the ball a lot but he would he would still like like what edward still had almost almost a thousand yards rushing or about a thousand yards right like they use him properly let's do that you can still properly like tony pollard should not be getting uh, like a franchise tag or whatever no Pay him. You pay Tony Pollard, right? With the other running backs on, on your roster, right? Ronald Jones, I know that the Ronald Jones, what just happened with Rojo recently, you know? 
he's going to be out for the first two games because of PEDs. But, like, you you, was told, you paid Pollard properly and, and used him with Rojo, and that's a great duo. You had someone else in there, boom, you got a good committee. Like, it, But you're actually paying them properly. You need a running game, and, and even in the NFL. Because the, t- the teams that got the Super Bowl, what, the Eagles? Because of the running game. And the Chiefs would have lost the Super Bowl if it weren't for their running back. Not just some no-name. No, he just fits a system. No, because he's a good running back. Isaiah Pacheco is an underrated good running back. If it weren't for him, they would have lost. You can't just put any running back in there and then boom. No. You have to actually get a good one. So if you want to keep your good ones you have now, pay them. It's that simple, really. And they deserve to get paid. Really. It, it, it's, it's a shame, honestly. And also, real quick, uh, sticking with football, uh, in college this time, Arizona, right now, I don't know what's going to happen with them. Uh, this entire conference realignment thing going on with the Pac-12. Uh, Colorado's gone, so that's one. Uh, I talked about this uh, last episode, I believe, well, two episodes ago. Uh Arizona. Could they be going to the Big Show too? Like, that's a, there's a very good, there's a, I, I guess that's what it's rumored to be. Uh, and then, uh, uh, if that happens, what happens with the rest of the other teams in the Pac 12? Because the Pac 12 still didn't have a TV deal, and we don't know if they're actually going to have a TV deal. I know, like, the next 24 hours, I believe, or whatnot, or maybe even today, we'll find out if that's the case or not. But then, Someone like that same source said like they're doubtful it actually happens. So who knows what happens with with the Pac-12 right now? If they can't get a TV deal, they could honestly have all these teams leave. Because if Arizona leaves for the Big 12, I know they say that Utah right now is not looking at it. But if Oregon and Washington leave, what what then Utah is looking? Oh man, we gotta go right. Then Arizona State's like like oh we gotta leave, and then you got Cal and and, and Stanford like oh man. And it leaves Oregon State and Washington State and it kind of just left out like, uh, okay. But like, like the Pac-12, man, you losing USC, UCLA were brutal blows. Because like, that was like the background of that conference, honestly. Wow. Like losing them to the Big Ten of all teams, of all conferences too. It is really going to end out like, if this all were to happen, right? If Utah and, 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 and Oregon and Washington and and Arizona join UCLA, USC, and Colorado and leave the Pac-12 and the Pac-12 just dissolves, you could very well be looking at like a two or three super conference like FBS where the SEC and Big Ten are just like NFC, AFC almost in a way. And I don't know how I feel about that because even the ACC, there's been rumors for a while now that like half that conference could like leave. And now what? Is, I believe there's like a rumor going around that Clemson and, and Florida State and uh, Oregon and Washington could join the Big Ten. Like, like this whole thing, and then if that happens, I guess Miami could join the SEC. Like this, uh, there's a lot happening right now. And and potentially could happen because it's still all rumors. But like still, like this... This year in college football, let's just say this. This year in college football is going to be like a swan song, uh, potentially, because this is probably the last year where it feels normal still. You know, there's still bits of it because the Big 12 still looks kind of weird with Cincinnati in there. But, like, 
And they still have Oklahoma and Texas. 2024, it's when all and everything hits the fan pretty much because it's going to be chaotic. So yeah, if you're a college football fan and you're kind of like a traditionalist college football fan or whatever, embrace this season coming up as much as you can because this is pretty much going to be probably what the last normal season in college football in a long time. You know what? With with my big time pick, I'm going to stick with this, with conference realignment. I'm going Arizona joins the Big 12. And it leads to all this just the absolute fallout that follows and we get utter chaos in college football, which, okay, long-term big-time pick here, years later, eventually leads to everything breaking up again and going back to conferences based on region and in tradition again, like how it used to be. You heard it here first. Long-term, years down the road, when teams get tired of the whole situation with the Big Ten, you see and everyone else, teams break off, and they form their own conferences again based on region and tradition like how it used to be. So that's it for today. Uh, see you guys again on Friday. And we have something on Friday. I think this is becoming somewhat like a tradition. Uh, me and my brother are doing a joint show on Friday. So definitely see that. Uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Follow me on Twitter at Pulliam, P-U-L-L-I-A-M, underscore Blake, all lowercase. And on threads, Blake Pulliam one all lowercase. Please subscribe. Please download. Because we're trying to change the narrative, right? And the only way to do that is to get more subscribers and more downloads. Thank y'all for listening. See y'all on Friday. Bye.